And now, Stinker Madness brings you Not Without My Skateboard. I'm Jackie. Don't know what this is, but I know what cleaning the orbs is, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm Justin. Actually, cleaning the cube is an inverse coefficient of potential energy over starting kinetic energy plus flare divided by possible shit eaten equals maximum achievable nar. I am Sam, and this is Gleaming the Cube on Stinker Madness. Hello, and welcome to Stinker Madness, the podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. With me are always Sam and Jackie, and I mean it this time. Uh, we got some new microphones. Hopefully, uh, that'll make things sound a little bit better. We're using the same microphones that Sam has been using and recommended last week. These Samson, I think he just likes the name, Go Mics. The Samson uh, Go Mic. And at this point, if it works out, they probably ought to start paying us. <laughs> Sam has stake in Samson, the mic company, uh, and Samsonite, the luggage company, and because uh, of because of his name, get it, guys? It's Sam. He's an egotist about his name. Yeah. So, do you know what? Do you remember when I got this? <laughs> yeah. You do? Okay. No, I was making fun of you, being like, "Yeah, Samson. I don't care. I don't care yeah, about you." I don't care you. about that. Right. My story is more interesting. All right. <laughs> I got this when we were still doing the football show. We were going to do the out on the street segment. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they have not changed the model in that many years. So it must wow. be pretty good. It must be doing something right. Yeah. I like it because it's small. Mm -hmm. And I got to put my little muffle thing on top of it, which looks like a, I killed some kind of animal. Yeah. A chinchilla. Yeah, it's a. Dick. It does kind of look like a chinchilla. It's like gray and furry. And I'm like, yeah, I look, I, I'm looking at myself, looking at you two. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's right. I look fucking rad maybe we should start like having you know like little snippets on the website of how awesome and hungover i look every sunday hmm. i could wear a crown okay and then somebody's gonna be like wow and then we could have like this little scale that's like the hammered shit look for <laughs> one through five how hammered shit does everybody look on a sunday <laughs> afternoon i think i actually look pretty good you feel fine. Yeah, you, got a, you got a dino shirt on. It's nice. Uh, yeah, we went and saw Jurassic World Dominion today, as I like to call it, Dominion, because it was dumb. <laughs> uh, uh, spoiler alert for everyone. The best part is at the end, when the geese team up with the pterodactyls, yeah. because we all know that geese are bastards mm -hmm. and that they like to attack people. So, of course, they teamed up with some deadly birds. Yeah. Uh, it's a don't for me. Just to get that out of the way. If we were to do an episode on it, uh, we would have talked about basically anything else because it was hella boring. So, but the kid mm. loved it. Kid loved it. So, got that. Was there at least plenty of dinos? Uh, yeah, there was Hell, yeah. more dinos than normal. It was chock okay. full and of dinos. New dinos that had bird feathers. Mm hmm. So, like scary dinosaurs with bird feathers. Yeah, because I guess they finally said, let's try to science this up a little. Like, I don't know. No, it's, it's all about the action figures, Justin. Yeah, right. But wouldn't bird feathers make it harder to sell action figures than just rubber dino-shaped toys? Yeah, the rubber dino-shaped toys are pretty easy to make. Yeah. Floppers. Right. <laughs> Get them for like 63 yeah, but, cents. But those are going to be the collectible ones later, because just like in He-Man, Masters of the Universe, the sorceress, also bird-feathered gentleman... 
uh, was one of the most popular ones. And that condor man bird. I think it was that, not had nothing to do with her feathers. I think it had to do with the fact that she didn't wear pants. None of them wore pants. The only one that ever covered her crotch was uh, the queen. Tila wore pants. No, she didn't. She didn't wear pants. Nope. Nope. Nobody did. No pants. I mean, She-Ra, She-Ra had a, a skirt, but Adora, no pants. No pants. You know who wasn't invited to the pants party? All of Eternia. Yeah. Because <laughs> they didn't yep. wear pants. There was no pants in Eternia. <laughs> well, the king and queen covered up their junk, but everybody else, nope. Junk hanging out. No, they... They didn't. The last time they kept their, they had their junk uncovered. Prince Adam came out. And they're like, we gotta cover this <laughs> junk up. That guy sucks. Never again. Hashtag. And then Orko came along, and he's like, I just like dresses. Yeah, I don't even wear. I don't even wear drawers. I don't even have a torso. Yeah, he- right. <laughs> I'm flying eyeballs. That's right. All right, Gleaming the Cube from 1989, currently streaming on Amazon Prime, starring one Christian Slater uh, with, uh, I would also say starring Tony Hawk. Uh, He had five or six lines. Yeah, I think he's like seventh or eighth in billing. Yeah. Uh, Then the other guy, the cop, Scott Bauer. Scott Bagger. Stephen Bauer. Stephen Bauer. Introducing Stinker Madness to a new achievable level of maximum suck. Stephen Bauer. His faces in the car chase scene at the mm-hmm. end mm-hmm. are incredible. Pretty tasty. Uh, what can you tell us about Gleaming the Cube, Sam? Oh, well, I'll tell you a few things mm-hmm. since you asked. Mm-hmm. Uh, my middle name is Sam this week. Uh, Christian Slater is very young looking. I had a hard time identifying Tony Hawk at first. And then I saw this little pimple faced kid behind Christian Slater. And I was like, oh, my God, that's Tony Hawk. <laughs> I was expecting him to look a little more mature like he does now, but no, he looked really super young. Like maybe he was 14. 18. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. I watched he- some featurettes and some Tony Hawk stuff uh, about this movie afterwards. And he was telling, he, he was talking to Christian Slater about it. Uh, and I'll start there. Apparently Tony Hawk and Christian Slater are pretty good friends from to the scene of it. Yes, this is not a very old, it was a 10-year-old YouTube video when he started his YouTube channel, um, and it was probably one of the earlier ones, and they're just, like, having lunch, and you could tell that they, like, got a camera out, got a camera guy to, like, do this real quick thing about gleaming the cube where they talk about it briefly, and then told that guy to fuck off and, like, went and did other stuff. (laughs) And part of the interview was, like... Tony Hawk's like, I didn't really like plays or whatever, but I went and saw one flew over. I went to see you and one flew over to the cuckoo's nest in, in London. And I was like, yeah, plays aren't that bad. And I'm like, you went to London to see Christian Slater and one flew over the cuckoo's nest? Are you yeah. guys best friends? You got to be a bro. Like, I, would you guys see if, if Christian Slater came to town, would you go see him? <laughs> When, at the end of the interview, where they're like telling the camera guy to fuck off because they got to go do awesome shit, mm-hmm. he's like, "Yeah, man, we've been trying." Christian Slater goes, "Yeah, I know, we've been trying to get together for like a month, a yeah. month." Yeah. If uh, what? I mean, there's a lot of guys that I like. I don't fly to London to see their plays. I barely. I might if if Bruce Campbell came to town and was Macbeth. Uh, uh, I might, uh, I might do that, but, uh, Christian Slater, hell no. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you went to see. Not even if his dinger was out. 
that that would that would actually fall in the negative, Jackie. Yeah, I would that's go less. Negative I, draw. As a lady, <laughs> sometimes the dingers will bring people in, but not even if his dinger was out <laughs> when I fly to London to see it. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's almost like, oh, well, I was just in London, so I went to his play. What were you doing in London, Tony Hawk? I was visiting my friend Christian. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just so happened. Sam, if, if you were in a play, I, I would come and see it. Not in London. Yeah, like in Boise. Right. Well. I don't think you're going to get to do that. It seems like Christian Slater does a play. Every 10 years or so, it's uh-huh. usually a big deal and it's usually in a pretty good market. Like, despite the fact that we all probably can't stand the business too much, he's like, hey, I'm not Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Um, he's apparently a very accomplished actor. And in his <laughs> filmography, I thought he fell off the side of the earth. He was doing like in 2012, 2013, when you thought he wouldn't exist. He's doing like 10 movies a year. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Like, I kind of thought he did 21 Jump Street, and then he was He out. wasn't even in that. That's a different guy. It's a different oh guy. God. That's Greco and John Depp. And oh one of God, and Peter really? DeLuise, I think. Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah, I don't think you know who Christian Slater is. How do you not know who Christian Slater is? Uh. <laughs> cuffs? Oh, no. Yeah, are I you think thinking I of Cuffs? I think I'm confused. Think of- I think... I think- I think I'm getting him confused with somebody else that I like more. Huh. You think <laughs> I almost Heathers? thought, is, is he in The Lost Boys? And I'm like, no, that's Keith Sutherland. <laughs> yep. Keith Sutherland him. also was not in 21 Jump like, Street. Uh, why is Christian Slater famous then? What what was he in? Heathers. Oh, before that, he was in all sorts of shit. I think he was in Legend yes. of Billy Jean, which Jackie yeah, still hasn't pulled Jean. the trigger on, and yeah. I will if you don't eventually. Yeah. I like it so much, I have it on Blu-ray. Uh... Well, thanks for spoiling it for me, Sam, because next week is my pick, and that's the movie. Okay. Oh, really? I don't know if it's streaming yeah. anywhere. Uh, you have if a don't have it on the- oh, Blu-ray, then yeah. you'll have to rent it for probably two ninety nine. Yeah, we'll get back to you on that. Uh, Christian Slater, Christian Slater. Uh, what year was Robin Hood? True Romance. That's the one you're missing. True Romance. Okay. Uh, well, what year was Robin Hood? Ninety that- uh, something three. We did that episode. Ninety two. I want to say that was at the sort of peak of the Christian Slater being Christian yeah. Slater. He did all those like he had a shit pot full of those movies that were basically in slots where the Corys would occupy it if they could yeah. do more movies. Right, 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 right. Yes, yes, yes. And he did it for longer than the Corys. How old was he in this? I'm thinking he was about eighteen. Yeah, they seem like they're about the same age. In the interview, he kind of glossed over that. I think he might be a year older, two years older Mm -hmm. than uh, Tony Hawk, something like that. And then apparently, he had to. um, Tommy Guerrero had to. He didn't know how to skateboard, right? And there was shots that he had to skateboard in it. So he basically did six hours a day learning to skateboard for six months to do this movie. No, he wouldn't be bad. He's like it's a lot of work. Did everything, and Tony was like, I know, it was, like, so hard watching that, because, like, I've never seen anybody be forced to have to skateboard. It was like, (laughs) we just did it because we wanted to, and you're like, guys, I have to learn how to do this, and I suck at it. (laughs) And he's like, I never learned to ollie. (laughs) I bet you in six months he could ollie. No, he said that. Oh, no. (laughs) He's like, I could never figure out how to ollie. It's Ah! kind of a... It's a pretty important part of skateboarding. 
being upright and not eating shit's yeah, right. the most important part. <laughs> yeah, step I two. Rodney Mullen's book is called How to Make a Li- or How to Skateboard Your Whole Life and Not Die or something like that. <laughs> okay, so who I thought Christian Slater oh, was, boy. I looked it up. Uh-huh. I thought he was Jonathan Brandis. Okay. <laughs> Sequest? <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's the, uh, you know, he died. And that was like 10 years later. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, he was friends with Punky Brewster. Anyway, uh, <sighs> I thought because of the hair and everything, and in a lot of the shots, he does look like Jonathan Bandis. I think Jonathan Brandis looks kind of like him. Sort of a douchier version of Christian <laughs> Slater. If you can imagine, and yes, I guess I'm speaking ill of the dead. Right. I think he was. I think he was much handsomer than Christian Slater. Right. Okay. Okay. Army of one on that one. Yeah. Right. All right. What else? Uh, what else, Amy? So the guy that wrote this also wrote the player. With Hello? what's the his name? Academy Award winning movie that uh, Tim Robbins. Yeah, Tim Robbins. Yeah, Robert Altman. He was yeah. his comeback film. Wow. But okay. then he turned around and wrote. Deep impact. So I think he's mostly packed with stinkers. Okay. okay. <laughs> mm, uh, yeah, Michael Tolkien. Okay. Uh, Graham Clifford's an Australian director that did mostly TV and this movie, among some other ones you haven't heard of, a couple uh-huh. of them that you haven't heard of. The most interesting thing, other than the Bones Brigade, because that's what we have to, I get, I'll do the Bones Brigade first. Okay. So. We all know Stacy Peralta because of his documentary about himself and his friends that was called Dogtown and Z Boys. Well, two of now, us I, do. I have one, no idea what the hell you're talking about. Grand Jury at Sundance. Everybody watched Dogtown and Z Boys. Jackie did not. I didn't. Okay. Uh, he's with uh, George Powell, started Powell Peralta. And their first team was the next generation, the Bones Brigade. And this is sort of like 1.5 version of Bones Brigade by this point. But Wait, that's. Is this like uh, coming in straight from hell from Bones, Thugs, and Harmony? It is not the same thing at all. No, different, different group oh, of guys. Okay. It's, all right. All right. Okay. See yeah. you at the crossroads. <laughs> so you won't, you be, won't lonely. be lonely. <laughs> Bone Thugs, they're from Cleveland. Did you know that? And I'm like, no. What? Um, bone Thugs? It's like, it's like two times in my life somebody brings up that shit. And I'm like, I kind of remember them too. Neat. The Crossroads is actually just Indianapolis. Yeah. <laughs> it's the railroad tracks. Right. Corner of Murray and Second. <laughs> the bad part of town Sura over there, I guess. <laughs> but um, that first... Peralta team you put together for Powell Peralta was the Bones Brigade and that was all the skater stuntmen in this I thought and I still kind of think some of the vert stuff stunt doubles was I thought I saw Tony Hawk's face on that but Mm -hmm. apparently he was doubling so so many other places when he was talking to Christian Slater about the doubling and how he he ate some shit he may have because Mike McGill was the vert stunt double and the downhill stunt double for Christian Slater. He gets hit by a motorcycle and has to go to the hospital. Ouch. Um, a lot of guys got hurt. So whose who's blood was in the uh, the pool, the vacant pool? The, the makeup department. departments. The makeup department's blood was in the pool. 
they didn't they didn't actually bash somebody's head against the wall for a comedy joke, honey. I you know, you never know with this time period. It could be like, oh god, he fell. We're gonna leave it in the movie. Yeah, and then write a scene around it. No, I it's, it's yeah. or they well, could just put a little bit of paint on it. I mean, look what they did during the Beastmaster. <laughs> I'm not putting god it past them. I don't know. When they go underneath the semi, I'm like, how did they do that? That mat work looked incredible. There's no way. No, Gator Rogowski fucking skated underneath the moving semi. Really? Yeah, Mark Rogowski. That guy's badass. Wow. That's a that Bones is... Brigade. I thought that was mat work. That there was Jesus. no way. It was not. It was, it was real. Huh. How about that? How about that? See, um, and then you were like, there's no blood in the pool. The but, guy's not flying under a semi. The guy that looked worse than uh, Mike McGill, of course, we will remember him as the progenitor of the McTwist. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy that looked worst in the Christian Slater wig was definitely Rodney Mullen. It didn't yeah. fit his head. And, and there's the, no uh, way to mistake him because I didn't even have to look that yeah. up. I was like, that's yeah. fucking Rodney Mullen. That's what I said, too, because he was doing all sorts of manuals at that point. I was like, that's Rodney Mullen. Yeah. And I made the comment, oh, they couldn't get his wig to go in the proper direction because the entire movie, his hair is up. Mm-hmm. And in that shot, his hair has a huge bang going down. Yeah, it just because he's moving so fast, Jackie. Wigs can't, they can't uh, keep up. It's physics. Or or somebody put the curler in wrong <laughs> and was like, eh, nobody will notice. I think maybe the they had to glue it to his head to keep it on. Right, yeah. And the glue had adverse effects to the fluff. Rodney Mullen, don't do wigs. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I won't mention the rest of the Bones Brigade. That's, uh, you know, extracurricular reading for the listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two guys that were actors that were accomplished, and or at least veteran guys who knew how to skate, veteran skaters possibly, would be Max Pol- uh, Pelich, the best friend that has the most of the lines. Mm-hmm. He already knew how to skate, did all of his own skating. And That's then the a, kid that that was in the bunker, right? Yeah, the guy that got slept in the um, fallout shelter. Yeah, okay. Which was well, that's like you couldn't be more Thrasher magazine than that guy right yeah, there. Absolutely, hell that yeah! That is some fucking 1980s skateboarding shit. They they did not fuck up the skateboarding, other than I would say. Um, most of the time they're riding those those downhill fishtail boards, and almost everybody had converted to a freestyle board by this point, which is the current board that almost people still ride. Mm-hmm. And they were riding freestyles in the vertical sequences. Um, well, and not to mention that they stole that Back to the Future move where, you know, you <laughs> grab onto the back of a bus and get a free ride. Yeah, that, I mean, they did that like several times, and I'm like, Back to the Future! Nobody had ever done that before Marty McFly, Jackie. Nobody. <laughs> It was the skateboarding people that that's, had done that. You that's how you get around freaking Venice. The other guy I forgot to mention would be one Christian Jacobs did some skateboarding. I think he may have had a line or just appeared in several shots. Christian Jacobs will go on to found the Aquabats. Huh. Yeah, how about that? What the that? hell is the Aquabats? What Scott- the fuck? Where yeah. have you been? Under a rock? <laughs> Getting an education. She was listening to Limp Bizkit at that time, Sam. Crazy Town? Yeah, yeah, Crazy Town. (laughs) They were around, they would tour with the Real Big Fish. It was a ska band. Ska band. They had a fucking show. They had a show on Nickelodeon. (laughs) 
I don't like Ska. No, and I don't watch Nickelodeon. A okay. different show on Nickelodeon. Well, I don't like Crazy Town, so how about you take a hike, Buster? I don't know. Were there any wieners involved? I mean, I probably would have watched if there was a wiener involved, but no, there's not a wiener. I'm probably think, not going to watch it. I think there was then. like six wieners involved in the acrobats, aquabats. Uh, they six just to eight, probably, but they didn't their pull pants. their wieners out yeah. because most of the fans were, were 14-year-old girls. And, and they were musicians. Yeah, like, why I got into Jane's addiction is I saw this picture on the internet of him at a concert with a sock over his wiener and I'm like maybe oh I could go to that concert and the sock oh will fall off. Oh, that's gosh. the Red Hot Chili Peppers album Jesus cover. Jesus Christ. Oh no it's not. God, no it's not. You look it up. Jane's Addiction uh, and he's got a sock I'm not over even going to bother. Oh, I was there. Oh god. Damn in the it. 90s. Uh, and I was like maybe maybe it'll fall off if I go to this concert. I I guys we got to take a time out. I got to beat my head against the wall for a little bit. <laughs> Just Right through the drywall, just bash. God damn okay. it, Jackie. Good luck with that. Well, here's the some drywall fu- here is made out of money. <laughs> here's some fun Hollywood history then. Okay. I don't know if you noticed the uh, production company was Gladden Entertainment. They did. Yeah, it seemed like a fake company. Mm-hmm. No, they did we- Weekend at Bernie's and Mannequin oh, as well. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Ooh, mannequin's okay, but Weekend at Bernie sucked my ass. So it was run by career criminal David Bagelman. Oh. David Bagelman had uh, who likes them with cream cheese, <laughs> and then he writes checks with your name on them. <laughs> All you got was a fucking bagel. He wrote he wrote checks with Jackie's name on them. Weird or anybody's name Weird that scheme. he could put on there. So he sold life insurance. Two of his wives died. It's kind of weird. They never really got after him on any of that. Uh, <laughs> He, after selling life insurance, co-founded the Creative Management Associates Agency, uh-huh. uh, where he stole from numerous clients, including Judy Garland, in one of her biographies written about her. They were talking about how her ex-husband afterwards, after the ex-post facto, was trying to like clear up where all this, there was like hundreds of thousands of dollars of missing money. And Bagelman would just go to a, a casino with her checkbook and write a big check to the casino. <coughs> And then sign it with his own name, because I guess he had the power to do that. And after the lawsuit was concluded, all they were able to get out of him was uh, the money that he already (laughs) owed her that he hadn't given her. He already had a bunch of her other money that he wasn't giving her. He's like, well, I'm not going to give you the money back on those casino deals. That was official Judy Garland business. You can have this money that is already (laughs) hers that I was going to keep, I guess. So in classic so, Hollywood fashion, Columbia Pictures makes him the executive. So in other words, he was the Loch Ness monster, and he owed Judy Garland a buck fifty. Just like that, yeah, yep, just like that. Missing it all. Good reference. Good reference. We're the studio head of Columbia Pictures. Um, I think during that time they did Close Encounters of the Third Kind. He had come up with sort of a, a streamlining of how to make the pictures faster, not spend as much money. But at this point, he'd realized that you could basically claim the budget was this much, only spend this much, and then just keep half of it. A good example of that is this claims to have cost $10 million. I bet it cost five, and I bet he kept five. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, we took a bath on this one. It only made back three. Sorry, Uncle Sam. <laughs> I bet he also skipped. A, it was like kind of a scrooge with the craft services. 
Every time. He's like, no, not not the croissant sandwiches. Do those pita roll taco shell things. Those are so much cheaper. It's funny. It's funny that we last week were like, man, it sure was weird not having Jackie here. But now that she's back, I'm reminded that the only thing she talks about is craft service and penises. So I will also be talking about Pizza Hut this um, week I'm, uh, and have probably incorporated Pizza Hut into the craft services. Uh, He's like, hey, you want to be part of this movie? You got to be craft services, breadsticks and pizza for the entire trying to and, and I want a soda machine. Trying to go back to why I, I, I what I thought she was going to bring to the table. But uh, here we are. It's too late now. She's back. <laughs> so anyway, Cliff Robinson, veteran actor, gets uh audited by the irs for all this money he was paid that uh he's like i don't have any of that money what the fuck are you talking about i've done really well with my taxes they're like all these checks and he's like those are not my checks they tracked down the checks completely forged by one david bagelman (laughs) so (laughs) columbia pictures i guess kind of happened down at the at the at the cop shop when they're like all right what do we got? You know, they're doing the morning briefing. What do we got today, boys? And he looks at the two toughest cops and they're like, well, we're working on that Bagelman caper and everybody's going to lose it every time. You yeah. can't say Bagelman without laughing. Well, I think the IRS has their own independent investigators for this sort of thing. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> In his uh, one of his autobiographies, Kirk Douglas says, remember, this is the town where Cliff Robertson got his money stole from him. From David Bagelman. <laughs> and the results of that. He was the ham bagler. That shouldn't have been that funny. Anyway, this is very poignant. <laughs> Kirk Douglas. Um, he's Kirk like, Douglas saying Bagelman works makes it even worse. <laughs> Bagelman. Um, uh, Kirk Douglas. Uh, anyway. That's what Kirk Douglas would say. He would he would give himself he a would give himself more and of a say his name. And he'd be like, "Bagelman stole Cliff Robertson's money." Uh, so this is the town. He does like God. finger push-ups. To, you know how like dudes do push-ups and stuff to look really buff during movies, but for his chin, he just sticks his finger in there a couple of times right just before to make they start sure filming. The, He's like, the dimples "Check perfect. it out, it's super swollen now. Let's yep. do it." <laughs> Just had two independent parties punching either side of his chin for extra extra swollen effect. Uh, this is the town. That David Bagelman stole Cliff Robertson's money, and they up they gave him a standing ovation. And Robertson gets blackballed for four years. If anybody was gonna do it, it was gonna be you, Bagelman. Yeah. He also was the guy that took like three quarters of the budget for Buckaroo Bronzai and just kept it. Just capped it. Uh, seems during to the be Columbia, a hole in this Bagelman plot. <laughs> yeah, and that was for MGM because what happens? God damn it. I think so, it's that it might be splitting soon. <laughs> it might have a pre-cut. <laughs> well, Bagelman didn't get toasted. I was, oh, dang it, I was headed there. Because they made him the head of MGM, the president, after he did that bullshit. <laughs> so he really got the uh, the whole sandwich. Breakfast sandwich. Okay, well, what, it's, sorry, it's not funny anymore. Yep, yep. So uh, anyway, after MGM finally... 
he sort of makes this company as a side shoot of FG- MGM with his own distribution rights through MGM, mm-hmm. but it's sort of independent. Okay. During this time, the bank's like, hey, you owe us $90 million. And he's like, cool. I don't know that he ever paid the bank back the $90 million. So he was keeping all of the money. And he was finally, like, just keeps throwing through my hole. Nobody can yeah, pay back $90 they, million. Anytime Ian Bank says, you owe us $90 million, he's, nobody's going to pay that back ever. No. And then they basically fold <clears throat> Gladden, uh, Gladden Entertainment. And he tries to start Gladden Productions. And it never really works out. Because apparently people got tired of him stealing their money after like... 38 years, it was cute, but now you got to stop doing that, I guess. Or you're not stealing enough money, maybe? I don't know. These are not the kind of normal embezzlement that lives up to Hollywood standards, sir. So he gets really depressed. And then the way the the article I read was like, he got super depressed and he shot himself. But he didn't really do that because it was like in 1995 when he finally shot himself at 73. Maybe he forgot where his money was that he stole from everybody. I don't know, but that's what happens. He goes to a hotel room and he shoots himself. And that's the end of David Bagelman. He finally put a hole in the Bagelman right through the middle of its head that was his. Well, I guess that story uh, made a full circle. Hey. I guess we can bag that one up. Baker's Dozen's 13. (laughs) Buy 12, get one free. Claim it's bad math. I'm not (laughs) sure. (laughs) Okay. All right. So is that all we're going to discuss about cleaning the cube? Yeah, we're 30 minutes into the podcast, by the way. All right. Uh, Well, it's a good thing there's not anything that happens for a long time. But I do like that this movie starts out with, uh, uh, you know, skateboarders on an airport runway, you know, way before the TSA, back when America was a free country and you could do things like skateboard on runways, right? You could do that, couldn't you? Nope, never. No, no, you could not. (laughs) And my only thought was, you know, who's at fault if you accidentally clip somebody? Like with a plane? You know, with your airplane. Right. Like... Oops, got you with the propeller right mm-hmm. in the forehead, but I'm on a time schedule and you were on the target. They wouldn't do anything to damage the plane. That doesn't happen until the late 90s, early 2000s. What? what? I, no. Because the planes were made stronger in the late 2000s or no, the they were, skateboarders were weaker? Care, they were taking better care of the planes. Ah. Um... um. <laughs> Like cleaning them, like getting all the skateboard brains off the side this week. (laughs) Well, that's when skateboarding became less popular, so they couldn't really get rid of the boards after they killed all these kids on the tarmac, and the business was no longer lucrative. So they were like, "Well, maybe we should start taking care of the planes and stop relying so much on our killed skateboard (laughs) uh, business." Who who's the customer and who's the client? In the skateboarding runway business. Uh, played against sports. They were like... <laughs> we need used skateboards. Also, the mafia branch of the BMX guys is in on this, because these skateboards are taking all the BMX business. Got a surplus. <laughs> this one's bloody. Yeah, that's uh, $10 off. That's Yeah, that's why it's on a discount rack. <laughs> Duh. 
All right, so they skate up to this plane, and uh, Christian Slater, his character's name is Brian. He's like, hey, we got to get us to this place. And it's all very, like, vague. And he's like, I'm not doing that. Well, here's an extra 20. Well, I'll take one of you. And then it cuts to, like, all eight of them inside this freaking Cessna. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. <clears throat> what happened to just one of you? I guess I'm a sucker. Well, he threatened them with, if I'm going to go up there alone, I'm going to tell other pilots that you touched me. So you want the other that is doofuses in the back of the plane to say that I didn't touch you? a serious accusation, Jackie. Wow. Went there fast. Oh. <laughs> yep, you're a kitty fondler. Unless you take all of us to look for abandoned pools. <laughs> Weird. I want to see open holes. <laughs> Oh, it's the Bagelman joke once again. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to steer that one towards butts, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, all right. Let's just keep it steered <laughs> towards swimming pools. Uh, so they they like flying over the valley, and they're like, hey, there it is. And then put us over there. Then the next shot is them in this pool. And I guess uh, my only inference is, is that they jumped out of the airplane on their skateboards and went straight into the pool and were like, yeah, 720. I feel like it's a cut to two days later, just a huge <laughs> forward cut where they're like, did we figure out where that was? And then they have to skate over to it so they can like joyride a pool for 10 minutes before one of them falls down. Right. And bashes his head open. And then the homeowner's like, I'm going to sue you kids. I have to refinish this. Like, no, just get a hose and spray the blood yeah. off. Don't be a weirdo. Gotta what do, we, do you know what it costs to refinish this? <coughs> In that time, about $2 worth of bleach. And then he said, he even says, you see this? I got to drain this now. It was empty, bud. <laughs> like, how about you just tell these kids to go away? How about that? Ta-da, done. Problem solved. And it kind of seems like the only the only character that gets in trouble is Kristen Slater. Yeah, right. Because the other kids are like, get these little punks out of here. And then they throw him in the back of a cop mm -hmm. car. And then you see his parents coming to get him. And his parents are like, why are you such a hooligan? You're a street gang member. But you know that um, he's upper crust because he showed a home in a LeBaron. Right, right. Ooh, yes. Very. That was a status symbol. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, his parents pick him up, he's busted, but he doesn't care. He's like, huh, I don't have, I don't have time to be cared about rule breaking, man. That's, just, you guys don't get it. And, uh. Yeah, I mean, if you guys really love me, you wouldn't have never have adopted that other kid. Yeah, he's got a brother from another mother. And that kid has a computer mm -hmm. and, like, all of the technology things, and then their Christian Slater's got a skateboard. I think... They gave up on Christian Slater's character <laughs> when they decided to adopt this other kid. They're like, look, this new kid's our last chance. This one is a complete fuck up that pees on Donald Dunk at Disneyland. We we need a backup kid that's going to be able to take care of us because I sell insurance. I'm assuming she's into Avon. It's not going to work out great when they're old. So they went after the kid they thought would be good at math and they're not going to let him drive the LeBaron because it's 1989. This movie's got some pretty, like, symptomatic racism in it. It could be just that it's racist. Yeah. Come on, they gave him a scooter just like in Singapore. Racist. 
Yeah, and not <laughs> to mention that's like races. a fucking thousand dollar scooter in 1989. That like nobody, no kids had that. <laughs> yeah, he has a scooter, and the and they're a legitimate child has a skateboard. Right. Like, what the fuck is that? Okay, well, you know, Ferris Bueller's parents bought Genie a Fiero. You know, who do you love, baby? I love me, so my kid's going to get whatever used crap that I don't want after a while. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I mean, like, here's my old car that I've driven the hell out of and that you have wiped your boogers in the back seat. So this is yours now. Here's my old socks. They have a hole in them. <laughs> You'll grow into that yeah. t-shirt. <laughs> Mommy, I need clothes. Okay, here you go. <laughs> Just tighten a knot on the side so that it fits a little easier. These are ladies' pants. Yep. Well, you said you need clothes. <laughs> Wear them backwards. Maybe it'll feel nice. And here's a cord that I cut off of an old lamp so that you can make yourself a belt. All right. All right. So, brother from another mother. Uh, he works. He works at a video rental slash medical supply store. Yeah. The Korean. Vietnamese. Uh, certified. Racist. Was it Vietnamese? Vietnamese. So, <laughs> Vietnamese. The Vietnam Ease. Critical Relief Fund. V-A-C-R-S. Something like That's that. what I remember. Right. Okay. But they sell videotapes. I'm not a racist. I just, I'm just a shithead, they, okay? They sell There's a difference. anime or possibly hentai. I don't know. I couldn't read the titles. And uh, medical supplies. That's what they sell. Well, I think it's just a video store, and then his passion project is, as well, I'm just going to skip past it, is getting arms back in Vietnam to revolutionaries well, then, and fronting it with medical supplies. His his man, his guy that is in charge of inventory management is the brother. He's an employee of the video store, and he's doing invoicing for medical supplies. They're one and the same. You can't have a guy that's employed by the video store and be like, hey, work for this, uh, work, work back here on this medical supply stuff. He's, in, he's incorporated. It's this other thing. It's a blanket. So he's got like, oh. uh, you know, Go Loop Rams Incorporated. Loopholes. Owns both the video store and the front to the arms sales. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the thing. If you're doing illegal shit, you don't let a high school kid go in there and try to figure shit right, out. Right? Right? I'm just like saying. You, you do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Or you hire. You lazy fuck. You hire Jason Bateman or uh, Saul Goodman. I don't know. Somebody else that's good at crime. Not, not a kid that has a scooter. <laughs> These medical supply crates weigh way too much. It's almost <laughs> like they're full of guns. No, don't worry about that. You want me to find somebody who's better at your job and he's like oh i'm so sad i thought i did a really good job here i'm gonna go break into a warehouse because i'm gonna skip past some things yeah so uh he he goes to this medical supply place wms at night breaks in and did you I, notice that he climbed up a tree that would not support the weight of a koala bear mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that, that I was, did. A, was I did. a sapling Maybe he's got, uh, no, nah, I'm not going to. Uh, so he's busted. Uh, this guy comes out. I can't remember what this guy's name is. Don Fielder, Downfield or some crap like that. Irrelevant. Well, the little idiot that could walked right past a motion sensor. Well, he's a high schooler, Jackie. It was obvious. Dude, 
it had like these great big like security handles around it. Like, hey guys, there is a motion detector yeah, right here. There was a sign with an arrow. And he was like, oh no. How did you know I was here? <laughs> oopsie, oopsie. And then he's like, hey, get the hell out of there, kid. Like, I can, I can fucking see you, okay? You're hiding behind a ladder, mm-hmm. and I can obviously <laughs> see you. Okay? Like, get, move away from... You know, I can shoot you in between the steps of the ladder, or you can just move out of the way and have a chance here. Hey. Let's go. I'm taking you to a hotel room so I can rape you, rape you in the butt. I'm standing still. You can't see me. Um, yeah, so he, he takes him to this hotel room, and there is this guy named Bobby, who also worked at the video slash medical supply store. And it's Peter Kwong from Big Trouble Little China. It is. Uh, mm-hmm. He was in, uh, wasn't he in Karate Kid 2 as well? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he was, yes, he was the uh, the student that wouldn't go out and save the little girl and brought right. dishonor and shame. Right. Uh, yeah, so uh, he he's tortured by Bobby, and uh, the guy from the video store comes in, and he's like, hey, uh, uh, t- tell him everything. You know, he's not going to do anything. He'll understand. He'll understand. Let's, let's, come on, let's go tell him. Oh, no. <laughs> what happened while we were out of the room for five minutes, Bobby? I don't know. Uh, and he's like, I never actually killed any before ac- accidentally, <laughs> but I was really strangling the piss out of this kid, and he's dead now. He's dead now. Oopsie. You know, somebody did it to me, and I'm still alive, so I just thought it was okay. Yeah. I, I tripped and, here- and his neck snapped. Yeah. We're going to skip ahead to the the maid finding him. And here's where they could have got away with it. Mm-hmm. Put him in the closet. Put his hand <laughs> in his pants. Another one down yep. to the sexual asphyxiation. Yep. That's what... Uh, Got to get a belt around his neck, though. His own belt. Yeah. Yeah, but instead they hung him in the bathroom. Right. Yeah. Uh, with his pants on. So, you know, nobody's going to believe it now. All right. So they stated it as a suicide, uh, or they staged it as a suicide, uh, and uh, maybe it's because he, it's plausible because maybe the detectives look outside and they see Disneyland and they're like, oh, I bet you he saw the lines. (laughs) You know, because the lines are long, guys. They're so long, if you're Mm. staying next to, you wouldn't want to be in the, so you, okay. I thought it was funny. The lines are bad. I mean, his room does have a view of the Matterhorn. <laughs> Do you guys not know how bad the lines are? I mean, they're nuts, right? <laughs> yeah, they're bad. Enough to kill yeah, yourself. <laughs> mm. So the dad tells Brian, and he grieves. Uh, he's like, oh, man, I'm really sad about that. So he goes and uh, he tail grabs over some gaps. That's, uh, oh no! That's how you-, you cannot skip over the principal's reaction. Like this is going to be good. <laughs> Go talk to your dad, <laughs> and then he just kind of stands there with like the satisfied. That's right, kid. That's what you mm-hmm. fucking get, you little troublemaker. Your good brother is dead. And I'll lose the championship math student for this. <laughs> I hate you that much, you little peckerhead. And at the funeral, uh, he shows up and he. Tail slides the coffin and Benny Hanna's over his parents. <laughs> he had a skate funeral attire. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> it sucked pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So he asked around Chinatown about the uh, medical supply list. Uh, Not Chinatown. Racist. 
I think that's where he went, honey. He started going to these... A place for today. A place for today. A place today. That's what it was called, was the village that he was in. A place today. Huh, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, Bobby sees him, and he tails him to a motel, and he he's like, hey, um, I'm the guy that died in here's brother. What can you tell me about it? She's like, oh, no big deal, mister. Nothing to cry about. I'm like, dude, that's, bitch. That's not what she says. She goes, it's not funny. That kid is dead, and you were obviously not his brother. I didn't mm-hmm. get that at all. She said, I'm not blind or stupid. This isn't funny. A kid died, and she walks off. Oh, wow. What the hell was I watching that? Uh, so he spots Bobby, and he reverse tails him, and he hides in the back of his car, and Bobby calls the guys, and Bobby's like, hey, man, I was tailing this kid, and uh, he's ask- he's poking around. Uh, what should we do? you got to meet me. And so they- he drives out to some place in the valley, and uh, the other two show up, and he's like, hey, I, I need a one-way ticket to Bangkok. And they're like, uh, that's far too complex uh, for what we're going to do. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got a gun. And then they get in a tussle and sue, and Bobby gets shot, and he's dead. Accident another. Yeah, whoops. Accidental, oh! accidental death number two. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I but accidentally shot his brains out. We're skipping over one of the most perplexing lines in the film. He's like, don't give me a jerk-off hand job. <laughs> Which means he wants the other kind, and I don't know what the other kind is. What is um, the other kind you- <laughs> of hand job that isn't a jerk off hand job? Uh, it is the one where you use your hand that you're not familiar with, so it feels like a stranger who's fumbling that around. That's a, a jerk off hand, hand job. job. It's just a self performed. Like, what kind of hand job could you give somebody else that wasn't a jerk off oh. hand job? I've got it. Go you know those little monkeys with the symbols, mm. and they. They clash the symbols together. Whack the penis back and forth. <laughs> yeah, until it ejaculates in the monkey's face. Okay. All right. All right. We've and that's when the monkey always has an expression, like an ex- expression of surprise, like, "Oh my god, it actually happened again." There's dorting, Sam. It's where you take the wiener and you just kind of smash the top of it. That's a dort. Maybe you could. Do- that's a that's a non jerk off hand job. All right, there's several types of non-jerk-off hand jobs, and I have just not thought about them my whole life. <laughs> Give me one of those he wants, and a ticket to Bangkok. <coughs> I would like to see your, that's what Bob Kraft does when he goes to the massage parlor. He's like, could I uh, sample your non-jerk-off hand job menu? Oh, a lot of selection here. More than I would think. Ooh, what's that? Oh no, thank you. Never mind. All right, so the video guy, the video store guy, stuffs him in the trunk. We should mention the video store guy is a colonel, I guess, in Vietnam. He's the colonel of the Rams fucking fan club. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Brian runs to the cops, but when he they come back, the cars disappeared, and he's like, "No, I swear to God." And this young cop, uh, Lucerno. I think his name. Stephen Bauer. Yeah. The guy who I could not understand one thing he said this mm-hmm. entire movie. He sort of believes him enough to go check out the hotel or the motel. Uh, but Brian goes to his bud's house. Who's down in the bomb shelter. Uh, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool bomb shelter. Well, And his mom, the friend's mom is so used to this mm-hmm. kid being a like a creeper mm-hmm. that hangs out by the windows. She's like, hey, in or out, buddy, but don't be ruining the fur. Yeah, stay off the azaleas. 
Yeah. And he's like, sorry, Mrs. Best Friend's mom. Uh, yeah. So in the bomb shelter, his bud is like, see, man, you're harsh with my groove. You're not gleaming the cube. And Christian Slater is like, what is gleaming the cube? And the guy's like, the cube is a place you can go to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Basically. Uh, Similar to the YMCA. Like, you could play football there. I mean, like, is it your happy place? Is it do the you room? Do want me to do this now, or do you want me to save it for later? Uh, well, I mean, okay, I guess, but I think it's the room. I think it's just the room. It's the place you can go to have a good time. Uh... Uh, okay, I've got it from the Urban Dictionary. Okay, all right. I guess we're doing it now, Sam. It might be different th- than what Sam has, it but is this is what I've got. Uh, to fail so badly that there is a brilliance in the failure, a phrase coined by cinema abattoir bloggers in reference to the 1989 movie starring Christian Slater. You can't come. You can't be like, oh, well, we invented the definition after it. All right, table it, Jackie. We're coming back to it later. That's that's horseshit. Table it. Um, so I guess that's the, that's all we're getting on the gleaming the cubing in this side of this movie. But Brian goes, uh, to Bobby's house and Lucerno's there. He's like, what are you doing here, kid? Get off this case. He's like, what are you doing here? Are you actually investigating this case? That's cool. Like, hey, here's a post-it note. He's like, no, the guy is dead and I'm trying to rob this shithole. (laughs) Oh, what are you saying about the (laughs) LAPD? That's what he's doing there. (laughs) I'm just saying, he's out of uniform. He's not in a cop car. That guy is he's a, ruffling He's a through. detective. Detectives don't wear yeah. uniforms. Detective but he drives a of, black and white. It doesn't make any sense. That's true. He drives a black and white. Yeah, this guy is there looking for free job. Okay. Uh, not a good review of the LAPD in 1989, Jackie. Probably Can't accurate. we all be friends? Yeah, right? Pretty Why accurate. Why can't we all be friends? <laughs> No, it's why can't we get along? I don't know what it is. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It all neither, means the same thing. Stop beating the shit out of people. Neither did the LAPD. <laughs> yeah. right. This guy, he's not beating the shit out of anyone. He's just robbing the deceased. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, I got to get over there before he, forensics. He's one of the good ones. Good. You know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So hey, Brian finds a night with a bunch of phone numbers on it, and he calls them. And one of them comes up as a video store, and he's starting to connect the dots. Like, hey, wait, that guy worked at the video store. My brother worked at the video store. The colonel worked at the video store. What's going on with the video store? So he tells Lucerto that uh, all this, and he's like, no, kid, Bobby got to Bangkok last night. He's not. He's not even dead. I don't know what the heck you're talking about. Brother wasn't murdered. Your your conspiracy jack off. Wait, which kind of jack-off? Not the hand job kind. Okay, all right, good, good, good. No, wait, it's a hand job, but he doesn't want the jerk-off kind. Oh, no, dang it, I'm the wrong kind. <laughs> so I'm so disappointed in you, Johnny. So he storms out of there, he gets pissed, and he goes and starts thrashing around in an empty warehouse. You know, it's been like uh, six minutes since we've had a skateboarding sequence, so he's got to get that done. Yeah. And then he goes to his brother's grave. And uh, he does a kickflip over it, so you know, he, he also it last time. Cries about being dead. He's like, I hate doing my own homework. <laughs> Dang! You know, and like the ghost of his brother comes back, and he's like, "You're a dick. You're a dick." 
Also, I think that's racist. <laughs> that's just being a dick brother. <laughs> well, I'm about to be even a bigger dick brother because I'm going to go to your ex-girlfriend, dead bro, and I'm going to A, date her, but also use her to get at her dad. And I'm going to borrow all of your clothing, uh-huh. your unique style. I'm even going to wear your underwear. Yeah, you got to go all this method. It's method, Jackie. This is really I mean, a brilliant cover because he's like, the only way that I can crack into this criminal syndicate is to go undercover as a dweeb. Yeah, it's it's the Trevor but play. The Trevor it's play. It's a brilliant cover because it just looks like he's grieving for his dead brother by wearing all of his stuff right, and going into right. like full disassociation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's the uh, the Caleb Shrine play. That's gleaning the cube. That's gleaning the cube. Maybe. And the ladies, the ladies love it. Like, when he walks into school in his brother's clothes, they're like, oh, look at him, uh, he got a haircut. He looks like a tall dweeb. Wow. He looks like he bathed. Oh, my lord. Yeah, and put on a dweeb outfit on top of his clean skin. He looks like a He's freaking... He's got a briefcase. He looks like a Nerf, Jackie. I don't care how clean he is. He looks like a dork. You guys look like a couple of dorks. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> not you. Are we gonna do that uh, guys, shit meter later? From- I mean, maybe I should change my clothes now. Go dig through some of my dead brother's stuff. Find a nicer sweater. Then you could be gleaming the cube. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure what your angle yeah. is. Oh God, that was just that was just stupid. I'm sorry. Can we just delete that? No. No, I, yeah, God I'm keeping all those things that you do that are embarrassing to yourself and edit out all your good jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty basic. It's, it's a pretty easy job. <laughs> He's keeping me down, listeners. That's what this is. I don't really have to do much editing. <laughs> uh, this is not a Me Too movement. He's just saving me from myself. Mm, not really. Not really. All right. So Sam's like, I don't know. There's almost there's only so much dead airtime we can have before you start talking about dicks again. Right. So, All right. So speaking of dicks, he comes home and he sees his dad watching home videos of him playing with his dead brother. And uh, so he, he uh, knows. This was awesome. This is so bad. Their family sucks so uh-huh. much that all the videos are like when you shouldn't be pressing a record. Uh-huh. But there wasn't anything else to record, so it's just him sucking at Frisbee, going, I don't want to play Frisbee anymore. <laughs> like, it's a fucking Frisbee. Throw it to your new brother. And his new brother's like, it's a fucking Frisbee. It's easy. He's like, I hate it. I suck at Frisbee. His dad's just watching it like, oh, these are the days. <laughs> these are the best thing you ever got. And Brian's like, you know what? Let's do a triangle. A triangle? Yeah, like, so the dad goes on the other oh, side Oh, right, pool, okay, okay. Yeah, so he can throw right. it to each one of his sons, no, and then... you wouldn't do that. He's, he's like, like, this is a Sony. This cost me $800. <laughs> Don't throw that Frisbee over here. And he spanks, he gives them both the belt. Because <laughs> it's 1980-something when this was ostentatiously recorded. Yeah, he hates it so much he nose manuals around the kitchen table like six times. It's a pretty, pretty good move right there. Uh, and then he bikes to the pier... And he sees his friends, and they all like, hey, man, what's up with these clothes? Where's your skateboard? Let's hang out. And he's like, I can't. Goodbye. (laughs) They're like, oh, he's on a bicycle. This is why the mafia contingent of the BMXers Uh were after these guys, right? Right. You know? 
But he, and at this point, I just thought he got lazy. Like, I can no longer skateboard. That is a lot of balancing. So I'll get on a bicycle? Core, core work. I'm going to get on a bicycle. It's, like, it's a little easier. Exercise. Yeah. But at the same time, they're like, man, you're on a bicycle. And he's like, have you guys ridden one of these? They're like way faster than skateboards. And like, <laughs> like, I got here in six minutes. It usually takes me 37 and I eat shit four times. Meanwhile, his brother's ghost is looking down. And he's like pointing at his scooter. Like, how about that? You never see the scooter again, which leads me to believe that the hotel lady just said, hello, <laughs> scooter. Uh, I wanted to as the she hotel lady. She just listening like- to K-pop every day. <laughs> Best thing that ever happened to her. All right, so he uh, he goes to this relief benefit, the the Vietnam Colonel benefit thing, and he sees the WMS guy, and he's like, "Hey, that voice sounds familiar," because he shot Bobby from outside the car that I was sitting. So he's like, "Oh, where's that guy work?" And she's like, "WMS," and he's like, "I'm gonna do the exact same thing that got my brother killed. Then I'm gonna go there at night." But. He's a skate punk, so he's mm-hmm. much better at breaking into shit. True, true. Like this, this movie perpetuates everything bad. Or par- the parents of those who had skateboards said, "Because mm-hmm. I didn't, we didn't have pavements, so we couldn't ride these fucking things." Right. Um, BMX for life. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so he gets up on the roof and up there he busts a couple four eighty heel flips, uh, and then uh, goes down and opens up a box and finds guns. Uzis, so they're using it's like an Israeli conspiracy. Hmm. Okay. I guess that's what the medical supplies were the whole time. Did he blow up the he blew up the people, right? Or is that later? That's later. Uh okay. he goes in uh after that he, he jump cuts to having a fireplace conversation with the uh, girlfriend about cattle. That's where his mind's at right now. Okay. Weird. You know, it's not okay. To talk to your girlfriend whole- about cattle? No, honing in on your dead brother's gal. Oh, it's totally not okay, Jackie. Totally not okay. And he's not even honing in on her. Well, he's double dipping. But he's double he's, dipping bad. He's using her to get at the dad. He's like a super he's like, spy. He's like skate man. He's basically actually just James Bond. <laughs> That's all James Bond ever no, does. No, he's like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, this is my only chance to become an Eskimo brother. I'm going for it. But his brother was like dating her for like a week because right. he worked at that store. Yeah. Like, and uh, he hadn't even got to second base yet. And she's like, I thought somebody was going to go under the shirt and over the bra, but he's like dead. His brother seems cool now that he's wearing his same clothes. I've got disassociation as well. And she's like, he's like, I have to ask you a serious question. And she's like, yes, you can definitely get to second base right now. And he's like, where's your bathroom? <laughs> And then he gives himself a non-jerk-off hand job, I guess. <laughs> he steals a hat and a lighter. Right. And then sneaks out the back because the parents showed up. So he skates back to WMS and he, like, sets up this trailer to be a trap for the security guards that he just pushes down a cliff, I'm assuming. They're dead. Yeah, they push. He, like, somehow gets this trailer to roll, which is not going to happen. No, no, no. Those things need some real effort to roll. 
But either way, he sets off a bunch of black cats in there mm. in the construction office that is nothing but blueprints. It's got smoke billowing out of it. And then he locks them in there when they go to see what's going on. Those men died of inhalation or they, they burned to death because they, that place was going up like a tinder box. If the movies have taught me anything, that thing would roll to the edge of a cliff where the ocean lies underneath and then exploded in midair. That's yeah. That's just simple physics. So, yeah, they didn't make it. Those guys are dead. Um, and then he lights this uh, the uh, gasoline on fire near the propane tank and it explodes and then he tosses the ram the stolen rams cap nearby and the the wms guy finds it and he's like it has to be the colonel because he's the only rams fan in la in 1989 like he actually was the only rams fan in la in 1989 either that or he got so close to the hat he's like i recognize that smell because he's always smelling the colonel's hair when he's not looking. I'm going with Sam's idea. God, the fine. Raiders were still there. Yeah. No one liked the Rams. No one liked the Rams when they were the only show in town. No one in L.A. has ever liked a football team that wasn't the fucking Raiders. Name a... And Las Vegas just got more tourism by putting the Raiders in Vegas. They're like, we don't just have a team... Every LA fan's coming here every week for 16 weeks a year. Where name a single LA Ram from the year 1989? Jim Everett. 1989? I think he was gone by then. No. Okay, all right. Smith. Yep, probably a Smith in there someplace. There, there's got to be a Smith in there. <laughs> Jones. Right? Like, there's Jones a Smith and on Smith. Like every team. Yeah, Jones and Smith. They were great. All right, so. Uh, Lucerno comes by, and uh, he asks Brian about the explosion, like, hey, what are you doing? You're just a kid. And Brian's like, oh, yeah? Well, watch me do this no-comply and do a pop-shove-it over your car. So he does. And then uh, the girlfriend sneaks into Brian's room and uh, sleeps in the bro's bed. You guys notice that? She stayed the night. And then she wakes up really unsatisfied, and she's like, you didn't even try to bang me. And he gets up with a bit of the morning wood, <laughs> as it seemed, where he just had like an inadvertent underwear tent. And she's like, that could have been mine. An inadvertent underwear tent. Yeah. That's sometimes they just crinkle the wrong way. And somebody's like, you have a really small erection. I'm like, no, that's just an inadvertent underwear tent. Here's my real dick. And they're like, still unimpressive. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm with you, Sam. I thought he was one swivel away from a wiener flying out. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> well, she- and don't worry, Sam. I've I've talked to some ladies who have seen your wiener, and they said that it's just fine. Uh, what? Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, she finds the lighter he stole, and uh, he tells her about the murder and guns, and she goes to her dad and is like, how dare you kill my boyfriend? And now I'm dating his brother, and you seem like it's your team too, so you're gonna kill him, Dad. And he's like, No, I've never hurt anybody. So the dad calls WMS guy, and he's like, Hey, I'm out. And the WMS guy's like, I am definitely not out. And sends some goons after Brian. Why? Because he's gonna be like, Oh, so I can keep the money for your guns? Right. Cool. You're already 
I've got you leveraged. You're witness to two of my murders, so <laughs> right? we've leveraged each other. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Thanks, bud. Yeah, this whole thing does not make a whole lot of sense. It yeah. makes less than a minute. I mean, Ooh, boy. I'll just mention again Pizza Hut, because you gotta throw that in there occasionally. We're not a Pizza, uh, Hut. Pizza Hut. We're not a Pizza Hut point. I know, but Pizza Hut has been seen several yeah, times in right. this movie, so I'm just I'm just Toss, doing the same kind of movie thing. You're on a, like Pizza Hut. This movie's on a and then, six minute skate scene uh, loop. You're on a like a ten minute Pizza Hut reminder loop. Yeah, okay. Pizza Hut. Okay. All right. All right, so they Pizza the Hut. They send uh, the goons after Brian on dirt bikes, and he gets away by speeding down a hill, uh, speed skating down a hill, and then he ollies a cop car. And uh, he grinds I guess that's illegal. the 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 lights off of it. Yeah, I guess that's illegal to go to be a pedestrian and have a car stop in the middle of the road, and you avoid going face first into the car and do your best to avoid the car. Yes, it happens to be a cop, but I'm pretty sure pedestrians still have the right of way. Once you enter the middle of the road on wheels, you are no longer a pedestrian. He is now you are a street a, pizza. an illegal <laughs> inhabitant of the roadway. I'm not chancing it. Better known as a jaywalker. I'm not going to run over a skateboarder and be what? like, hey, that's his fault, man. No, the, the cops are going to be like, you didn't do anything wrong other than fuck up our car, which we're still going to get you on property damage. Yeah. Like, that was the sick Ollie. Yeah. I mean, Can't when I hit you that kid on a bicycle. I mean, it was that fucking kid's fault. He was on a BMX. He jumped off the curb into the car's uh, driving path. I ran his bike over. Luckily, it pushed him back onto the sidewalk. He was fine. But, you know, like, fuck you, kid. You jumped into a moving car lane. That was you that hit me? (laughs) (laughs) I've been hit by three cars doing that same fucking shit. Yeah. No, you always uh, think you're going to shoot hit... the gap, and you shoot the gap mm-hmm. like 99% mm-hmm. of the time. After you've shot in the gap 100 times, all of a sudden that 1% starts showing up, doesn't it? No, this kid jumped off of the curb where there was an obvious sidewalk over a canal in in front of the car. And I was like, wow, really, dick? And then some bitch was like, pull over, pull over. Like, I was just going to drive away and i'm like there is nowhere to pull over right here ma'am like i can pull over and run over the bicycle again or i can go a little ways and pull into a parking lot i once hit a run hit and run a guy in texas i I don't know if he's alive or dead or not but amarillo by morning (laughs) he was not on a skateboard he was uh actually inside of a gas station (laughs) working Ran him over. It was an accident. Okay. <laughs> Oopsie. But I hope he's I hope he's dead because he saw my face. <laughs> but if you're listening, I'm sorry for my husband's actions yeah. and he's never gonna yeah. come Oop, forward. Oopsie poops. I'm so sorry. Oops, I'll never That's why we never <clears throat> mention our yeah. last name Smith right. on the radio. Smith Jones. Smith Smith hyphen oh, Jones. Oh yeah, right. Smith Jones. Yeah. Smith Jones. You almost you almost told a fib there. That would have been a real bad one. You know, because we want to be honest people. And and uh, I'm sorry about running your family member over. I promise it was an accident. Kind of. Um, so Brian skates over to uh, 
or he's back at the cop station, and Lucerno is there, and he's like, hey, stop it, and the dad bails him out, and he's like, buddy, you're in trouble, Buster, and his board's all wrecked, and he's like, dang it, man, my board's all wrecked from gnarring on that cop car, so he goes over to his buddy's house uh, with the bomb shelter, and he's like, put some new trucks on this, man, some fast ones, fast trucks. And they build him an entire new board. Yeah. Like, this kid's just got supply right. there. It's got chrome bullshit, and he's super fast black wheels, mm. and he's like, yeah. And you're supposed to be impressed, but it looks just like every other skateboard to the non-skateboarder community. I'm like, cool, you got black wheels, and yeah. uh, well, the, chrome on that bad boy. even says, no, I want the black ones. And he's like, those are really hard. They're not good for anything but going fast. And he's like, I know. I'm about to go And then real he's fast. like, I also have this gleaming the cube dragon sticker for the bottom of it. Because that's what it says. Gleaming the cube on the bottom of the I missed that. skateboard. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, he skates back to the colonel's house. And uh, here's him uh, talking to the WMS guy. And daughter gets nabbed. And Brian jumps down. He's like... What? What are you shaking your head for? This is the stupidest sequence ever. It's really ever. stupid. I am going to save her mm-hmm. by gnarring it across their their yard and crashing through a window in the new pads that my mom bought, and I'm going to save her. But instead, all he does is another accidental uh-huh, death right? yeah. of the dad <laughs> <So>. <laughs> who gets shot in the mayhem and then... The chick still gets away, no. and then the mom's in there going, save him! Save him! So he jumps through the window, startling the assailant, who accidentally shoots the guy. Right. But then has inadvertently provided him with a clear escape route, because he walks right out the broken window, <laughs> which was easier than using the door. Good job, Brian. <laughs> nice yeah. cube gleaming, dickhead. <laughs> And he just kind of, like, lays there like, I did it, guys! Oh. No, you didn't, dick. Like, you just made it so f- much worse. I fell on the board. And then the gal, it's not like, you fucking killed my dad. Mm-hmm. She's like, you're my hero. Right. Thanks for trying to save me if I pushed this cop car with this random other dude who is driving. Who's that other dude? Who is this also, guy? Also, he's like... She's like, you saved me. And he's like, no, I got your dad shot. And then the other guy's like, I have your daughter hostage. And the guy's like, I'm fucking dead. You just shot me. <laughs> You're leveraging a dead man. And then and then Lucerno busts in. And he's like, ah, ah, waving his gun around. And I guess it's his car out front. That- oh, he had an absolutely perfect opportunity to pull a Frank Drebin right? here. Right. And he didn't do it. You're not going to hit anybody no. lethally with a snub nose from that range. Shoot at your own fucking car. <laughs> but who's the driver? Some guy Just, that was there. He was walking like to henchman. the front door. The guy was walking to the front door. He'd never been in the movie ever. He's not Lucerno's partner. He, I mean, because he's just. Oh, I'm kind of thinking. He's one of the general's guy? henchmen. Because he the, has to. He the, the constantly in the car chase the the guy the white guy has to like point a gun at both the girl and him to get him to drive. But if yeah. he's a hencher, where's his gun? How do you get so easily napped? Like the, the a businessman walks out with a with a teenager in his arms and says, 
get in that cop car and you're a henchman and you're like, I guess I he's got low. no choice. He's low level. He's very, only got a switchblade and some brass knuckles. <laughs> I don't know if he... No, I think that this is a neighbor who came over to complain about their cat ripping up their dandelions or their flower bed. And he's like, that's what I'm confronting those motherfuckers. And he goes over there on that day to embarrass them in front of a friend who is over there. And then it terribly backfires in his face. And now he ends up in a high-speed chase. I can't pass this one up because of hearsay during this period of time in the United (laughs) States of America. Her mom goes, a cat, you say? (laughs) (laughs) Ring the bell. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who's hungry? (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) All right. So so they steal the cop car. And then... (laughs) And then... Brian and Lucerno steal a Bonneville. <laughs> no, no, no! Key. This is the this is the Alero. This is that dumb future car that Oldsmobile did. Alero, yeah, yeah. But it's based off of the Bonneville. It was the same platform as a Bonneville with more plastic, and maybe maybe it had the robot voice. I don't I think it had the robot Alero. voice. I don't yeah. think it had the robot voice. Either way, they jump started it with a skateboard uh, key. How safe is this car? Right. Because, like, the cop's getting ready to, like, do the old wiring hot up, wiring, yeah. hot wire. And he's like, no, check it out. Skateboard game. Like, Universal. How many cars has this fucking kid stolen? No, or how many 90s GMs has ah, he been in? Because ah. uh, you want to start a 90s GM? Yeah. Use anything. Anything that fits. Your finger. Anything that fits in there. <laughs> your earlobes. Your tongue will start a 90s GM. <laughs> they stopped using the fish scaler because I looked this up many years ago when when the internet was still full of information. It's probably alleged, but you used to be able to get this weird fish scaler on Swiss Army knives and they quit including it in the package because it would start every 90s GM. <laughs> and it would actually like... Open half of American doors. <laughs> well, you know, I forgot my keys. Where is my Swiss Army right. knife? All right, so they chase after, and they call the dudes up, the Tony Hawk bro dudes, uh, skate dudes, and they're like, "Meet us at no, this wait, place." Wait, wait, wait. And they all pile on the pizza truck. That the cop oh. calls his guys first. Yeah, true. And and then he, uh, the skateboard kid, gets on, and he's like, "Hey." I got my guys, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he's fucking cool. But I have a question for Sam, mm-hmm. and maybe you. Did Pizza Hut, because I, I do not remember this at all, did they have the red trucks with the Pizza Hut roof? We lived in, they couldn't have. Yeah, it's we lived in rural Idaho, honey. I, I, we couldn't get delivery. You would know that better than we would. You lived that. in the city. When did the Pizza Hut on Glenwood even happen? The Pizza Hut on Glenwood. I don't know. I never lived over in that area as a kid. Every, everybody on the podcast is like, oh, the Pizza Hut on Glenwood. Yeah, I know what these guys are not keeping up with this thick of madness, guys. Right. Well, yeah, I don't I don't <laughs> you think. You look at the, the map of Boise. <laughs> Maybe pizza. they did in low speed traffic situations, but that thing's not staying on there. No. On the no. <laughs> that is a road hazard. Also, Tony Hawk had more phones than Donald Trump. All right. He had oh yeah, he had so many phones. A Pizza Hut phone. Mm-hmm. 
he had like the friend line, and then he had a black line. Yep. For his dark business, black phone coming to a theater for the old this summer. In and out, black phone. I don't think that's what the black phone's for, Jackie. Uh, yeah. Uh, so they're chasing after in the pizza truck, and um, Edward Furlong looks over and says, "Go faster!" And Schwa says, "This is the maximum operating speed of this vehicle." Uh, but the Pontiac's door comes off, and j- just conveniently, so Brian can easily bail out and launch straight on his skateboard because now Brian's on a skateboard, and there's cars, and he follows him into the L.A. River. He jumps the entire L.A. River. Could you yep. believe that? Oh my god, that's not impressive. I once, Fuck off. I once bunny hopped like, my on my just my two feet. I just went boing over the LA River. Yeah, dude, it's like a small stream. It's maybe four inches wide. It's a storm drain that usually doesn't have any water. There in is it. zero water in the LA River right now, so I'm pretty sure any uh, of us could jump over the LA River. I also should mention that I had those airwalks. Two years later, because of the overstock of the Spiderweb Airwalk shoes from this movie, I remember going, I really want a pair of Airwalks. And they were on discount, and I was like, those ones are pretty dumb, but we can't afford Airwalks, so those ones are mine. So I had the shoes from this movie. Good story, bro. Ah, cool. Good story, bro. You know, Sam, when I was young, too, it was like... If I could find things that were on sale like Adidas or Nike um, before my parents actually came into money, it was a big deal to have something like that. And you were like, yeah, I'm a badass. I'm going to wear these until they fall off or some kid fucking steals them. Whatever the Are case Are you trying to give Sam a little positive affirmation after dissing him for being poor all those times? You know, <laughs> Justin and Sam and listeners... I will let you in on a little secret. If you say you were poor. I was poor. No, you were. God damn it. You were not. Ugh, Jackie. <laughs> I was poor ugh, when I was ugh. very little. Okay. Out of the LA River. Go up the hill. And who is at the top of the hill? It's Tony Hawk in a pizza hut truck with a bunch of skateboarding bros hot dogging around him. Is this the chicken business? It's, it's pizza hut chicken. It's Tony Hawk pizza chicken. So a hostage... When I first watched, I still don't know if he's a hostage or a henchman, but whatever, the first time I'm watching this, I kind of am like, why is he pointing the gun at him? Isn't he his guy? <laughs> he's driving him, right? And the guy's like, oh my God, Tony Hawk is playing chicken with me in a Mazda Pizza Hut truck. <laughs> and Tony Hawk wins. He does. Also, apparently in the making of this film, he was supposed to be in the truck for the sequence, but they didn't have enough skaters. So he had to, they put a stunt driver in for the long shots. And the skating down the hill. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about this at their little luncheon that they had where they're Tony Hawk and Christian Slater, best of friends. And Christian Slater, like, that's, that hill was so steep. And he's like, yeah, it was super steep. And then so-and-so and so-and-so got too close together. And I had to shoot the gap. And I got going way too fast. And I tried to stop. Just Pete rose all the way down that hill. <laughs> oh, and then he pulls up on his sleeve. And he's like, that's this scar. I got one on my leg, too, but I'm not going to show it to you. We've got to do awesome stuff and not this interview. Wow. So Tony Hawk has a scar from... Pete Rosing down that hill in this movie. <clears throat> I, every, wow. Everybody knows my stance on Bill Maurer. But uh, did you see the uh, the time that uh, he interviewed Roddy Roddy Piper? 
Uh, and Roddy was like, you think fake, you think wrestling's not real? I, I got this by Pete Rosing across the mat. And I got this one from Bashin Hulk's his brain snapped my arm in half. And then he pulled down his pants a little ways. And he's like, I got this from whatever. And Bill Maurer's like, oh, that's impressive. But I, I don't, I'm not really in the habit of pulling my pants down in front of other men. And uh, Roddy Roddy Piper kind of giggles and says, oh, yeah, then how'd you get your job? Boom! 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 Shots fired! Blap, blap, blap! Roddy Roddy! (laughs) Wow. Roddy was witty. He was a badass, is what he was. Bill Maurer can suck it. All right, so anyways, so by this tactic, this allows Brian to catch up a little bit because now they've had to play chicken and they lost, and so they had to slow down a little bit. So Lucerto also catches up in the Oldsmobile, and uh, he jumps that freaking Oldsmobile like 100 freaking feet. And he makes the weirdest fucking action faces that there's so many shots that are, um, there's two second unit directors. The one is Frank Capper the third, who's doing these like goofy, I'm driving, or... When Rodney Mullins obviously skating and Stacy Peralta is directing those sequences, and then it has like the top half of it happening, and it's just Christian Slater like he's a fucking uh, marionette. Did you see those? I did. I did. Yeah, it's just <laughs> funny. But the the second unit shit with him making the faces in the car was incredible. Yeah, he was like all time stinker madness suck acting. Stephen Bauer it was has good. arrived. It was people. pretty good. It was pretty good. We might want to track some more down of him. Uh, solar babies. So, but he's still. Ju- I mean, not him, but that they had a serious car jump in this in this show, and I was not There's expecting a lot that. Of, the stunts were impressive. It, it took a while for this sh- shit wagon to get rolling, but mm-hmm. once it does, the hill gets steep. Yeah, and Brian catches a ride on this Corvette, and he's like, "Hey, man, that guy just scuffed the side of your paint shop." That's him. He's not even a real cop. Go. And so he's latched onto the side of this Corvette. And it's going 80, skateboarding down the freaking LA freeway, the freaking 405 uh, on a skateboard. It's going fast. And the Corvette driver's not at any time. Like, I'm going to slow down a little. <laughs> Yo, we'll flip it into the car. Okay, buddy? Because this is bullshit. You're going to die. Gonna die. And I'm responsible. You are going to well, die. The Corvette driver's like, whoa, kid, what are you doing there? And he's like, step on it. And he's like, fucking it. And then they show the speedometer, and it's really disappointing. <laughs> it's like waiting for the. It's like being on the 405. They're in. going 27 miles an hour. <laughs> well, then the pizza guys also catch up, and that's when Brian's like, hey. And skates under a goddamn semi-truck and latches, latches onto the pizza hut truck. So freaking crazy. And this was the, yeah, that was the Gator Walski right. stunt under the truck. Uh, well, the cop car skids out and uh, the WMS guy, he gets the daughter out, drags her out. And he crosses this bridge. And he's like, I'll shoot her, I'll shoot her, I'll do it. And then Brian lets go of the pizza hut truck and hits this vert ramp and goes, and lands on the gun and smashes the guy. And then tacos himself. But she's safe. And tacos himself. Yeah. She's safe. Gleamed, gleamed that guy's He's cube. Cubed the crap out of that gleaming. 
Uh, no. No? He just got fucking lucky. I don't think that you can fucking aim from a pizza hut. <laughs> we'll hit someone with a gun. You're like- Call hey, Mythbusters. We okay, got one for him. Here we go. This, is like, this like I didn't expect. It's like a dartboard. No, it's like a dartboard. Like, maybe I'll get it somewhere cool. Maybe I won't. I mean, you're on a goddamn skateboard and a pizza hut truck. You're, you're trying your fucking best, but you are not- no, you are not this like, oh yeah, I'm a fucking cool guy. I saved your life. Get down and let me have your wussy. What? Also, I was <laughs> expecting you I to be to like. I wanted to say pussy, but pussy is so gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was expecting you to be like, he obviously made it because of the majesty of the Pizza Hut truck that he just came off of because you like Pizza Hut so much. But I he, don't he, like Pizza Hut. He went from p- I moved to a new area of the country, Sam, and I will have you know that my favorite now is emos. Yeah. He, he went from Pizza Hut to street pizza. Yeah, he, he did. Pizza Pizza, yeah. which is a little Caesar thing. Yeah, I think. <laughs> oh my God, that's where it came from. <laughs> he should have gone for his midsection. And then he would have been able to just like use his momentum to grind across that barrier with the man's body for buffer and then oh, cut him yeah. in half. Right, yeah. That's the uh that's the uh dark slide, I think, is when you yeah. when you use a man's body to sever it limbs by limb and then shoot the torso yeah. in half is, is a Rodney dark slide. Rodney would have done that yeah. and then he'd have been like, Wow, I have to live with that for the rest of my life. He did that and during the He would have done games. a kickflip. Yeah. And then he would have been like down the park. I'll be like, Oh yeah. bye, Rodney Mullen. And he did that during the X Games. But he didn't have a red skateboard, so it wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, the girlfriend visits him at the hospital, and she's like, uh, you probably smooched me more, right? And he's like, yeah, so what if I... Uh, so he goes and visits his brother afterwards, and Lucerno, his brother's grave, and Lucerno's there, and they're like, he's like, good job. And so he does a boneless on uh, the tombstone, and then drops into the adjoining grave with a revert, and launches out of it with a 720 Madonna uh, out onto the lawn. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. They're in the hospital, and Sandra watched this with me. And okay. She's like, whoa, he's in a wheelchair. I'm like, yeah, he just hit a guy going 60 on a skateboard and then hit the pavement. Mm-hmm. He broke every bone in his body. Yeah. No, he's, he's like this, some some reality in this movie. Yeah. He's, he's in a wheelchair mm-hmm. for a while, and then he's going to be in a lot of braces for a while after that. And then, no, he's not. He's not at all. He's fine. He's, That's like another well, forward you know, cut to like two months later, and then the police officer's like, hey, look at my bitch in K5 blazer, because <laughs> I still couldn't understand a fucking thing he was saying. Right. So they're friends now? They're buds. He's like, joined the Big Brother program. <laughs> where he's like, this kid is wayward, he's wearing his dead brother shit, mm-hmm. like, I gotta help this little mm-hmm. fucker, like, get... Get past 18, get past his weirdness. Which is, again, a perfect... And I kind of find myself responsible because I accused him of killing his brother. Oopsie. I think it's a perfect front, again, because they're, like, able to stage it. Like, okay, I'm big brothering you. You're a junior crime fighter, but you're obviously a better detective than me. You're skate Batman. So he's just doing his job for him now. While also trying to get it you know, because he's a big brother now, he's also trying to get at the girlfriend, you know, because that's, that's how they all are yeah, doing it's it. A, 
It's a very Chip and Dale rescue ranger uh, with Gidget. I don't remember. As the girlfriend. Hmm. Okay. Where both Chip and Dale are trying to get with Gidget. Monterey Jack is only interested in cheese. Zipper is only interested in horse shit. And there you go. Monterey but Jack is interested in But neither one of them are wearing this. pants. And yeah, she's right. not interested in either of them because yeah. she's seen the goods. Yeah. Yep. They're like, can I get... It's just unfortunate. Can I get one of those uh, non-jerk-off handjobs, please? She's like, mm-mm. But in the movie reboot that Isaiah and I watched... Oh, Lord. Rescue she Rangers, really? She marries Zipper. Okay. All yeah. right. She marries cool. Zipper. All right. Wrap it up, boys. The flea. Hey, girls. Uh, first question. I don't get it. What's the crime operation? Guns. What's this movie about? <laughs> um, we brought guns in. No, we're shipping guns out. Wait, oh, that's what we're doing? Yeah, they're shipping guns to Vietnam to free them from communism. That didn't work. They already tried that, and they lost. And, and then Vietnam totally worked itself out on its own, and it's a great place to visit. Uzis now. aren't gonna yeah. help, guys. No, you're nobody's. What? That's seriously it? They're gonna try to free Vietnam by shipping them Uzis? Yeah. Holy yeah. crap! <laughs> so this is freaking Iran Contra, but with nitwits. Yep. Wait, Iran Contra with nitwits with, with that nitwits got foiled. Yeah. By a skateboarder. <laughs> and not even that, oh a high school skateboarder, where you're like, really? We should. You're a dipshit extraordinaire, we were, and now you have solved a major crime. If we were terrible people, uh, we should send Zelensky skateboards and be like, get it? Get it? You get and then it? on the news, we'd see people like gleaming the cubes <laughs> of Russian soldiers. <laughs> Ignoring their tanks. <laughs> so that's my question. What really is gleaming the cube? I mean, I read the definition earlier, but is is that what it really no, is? Obviously not, no. because that was written in post. Okay, so apparently at one point in 1983, in a December issue of Thrasher magazine, Gary Which Scott is what? Davis. It's a skateboarding magazine, no, honey. It's a skateboarding oh, magazine. Okay. Okay. Skateboarding Gary magazine. Scott Davis, who was like the first sponsored street skater, he's sort of what led to Rodney Mullen. Rodney Mullen turned it into a thing that was like, what the fuck? Um, he would write his little zine on his own when he was touring in that. And he'd uh, interview other skaters about stuff. And uh, uh, another uh, sort of legendary skate figure of the early 80s, Neil Blender. He asked him in his weird sitting down, probably smoking pot interview. Have you ever gleamed the inside of a cube? And he spelled it with two E's, but then it became a whole thing like about being in the zone, like seeing the walls of the matrix kind of a thing when you're in the like you're skating and you're doing everything right. You're seeing all the walls on the box, possibly, is what it means. But it's basically just a term that doesn't have a lot of meaning other than you're knocking it out of the park. You're in the zone. really doing a good job with the skateboard. You're in the zone. You're gleaming the cube. Wow, that is exactly the opposite of what I read earlier. Yeah. 
And I mean, then I think of the movie The Cube. <laughs> Wasn't that one with like Jennifer Lopez where you had to escape nope. the cube or you were going to nope, die? Nope. 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 Um, nope. No, Cube is a different movie. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. No. no. Oh goddamn! She was um, in. She was in the Super Bowl halftime show. No, that was Janet close, Jackson. Close. And she got her boob out. Yeah, yeah. There's more they than one. In that. There's more they than one Super Bowl. So was have, Ma- have you Madonna. seen a Super Bowl? Because there's more than one. Yeah, they, you know, Prince. That guy's. He can. Sam. He's. He, question. Boom! 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 So I said, Sam. Oh God damn! I'm all right. Fine, go, Sam. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sweet, he's giving it to me. Fuck you, Justin. Uh, so does he continue to date the Rams guy's daughter? <laughs> he does. Now that he's got his answers, or is he like, I don't know you, and he goes back to being a skater? Yeah, boy? that was uh, explicitly addressed in the dialogue when she said. My mom wants to stay here, but I don't know what I want to do. I think I might tell her that we should go back or something like that. And then he's like, no, you should stay here. And then one day we'll go back together and they hold hands. And she's like, this is so sweet. Will you fucking grab my boob already? And then the big brother comes in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then they do the old in and out. And she's like, oh, disappointed. <laughs> we are not doing this. We are never going back to the hometown. Screw you. Sam! Catch them all! <laughs> I don't know even what to ask. Because it's Pat like... Pat Buchanan! <laughs> <laughs> Wrong! Wrong! <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, I guess that's it then. Final recommendations. I'll start with me. Boy, this was almost a don't until the very end, and then it became a yard sale type do uh, made up for the entire beginning. It's a do. Jackie, go. Uh, I'm going to say don't. Wow. Okay. Really? It, it was, uh, it had its moments, right. but overall, I kind of felt like, oh, well, I'd rather be doing anything, even watching the new Jurassic Park, that's, than this movie. That's taking things a little far. But okay. Damn. Wrong! Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a do. It takes so long to get to so that long. 20 minutes that yeah. you're like, and Christian Slater is so hard to watch yeah. during that time. You're like, stop yep. being there. Yep. Go away. Yeah. Stop existing. But then once it happens, you're like, whoa, this is so stupid. He's a crime fighting skate high school kid. And it has a mega action sequence at the end. It's so dumb. It's very stupid. Okay. Says Jackie. Also, I forgot to the mention The only that- redeeming quality at the end is the Pizza Hut truck. It's pretty big huh. redeeming pretty quality. Sweet. Okay. What else, Sam? Oh, I forgot to mention its ulterior names were apparently, and I think that I had actually seen this before they made the name change because of the video game copyright infringement. Uh, It was called Skate or Die originally. Oh, nice. And then it was a Brothers Justice in some markets, and then in the Eastern market it was Challenge to Win Again. (laughs) What? So it was never called Not Without My Skateboard. (laughs) All right. 
<laughs> no retreat, no surrender. Two. That's your show, guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, Jackie's pick is next week, and we're doing The Legend of Billie Jean. So hopefully you can find that and get to the chopper. Bye.